0: You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony Lynn Collins and Cheryl Ellsworth-Jahani. Um, Tony and I are two Montgomery County, well, we're Texas attorneys, but we practice in Montgomery County, Harris County. We practice all over the state, really, but we're here in Montgomery County with Lone Star Radio, and we are bringing to you every Tuesday from 12 to 1 p.m. the Legal Connection, and it's where we can connect with you. We'll answer your legal questions. We know that Anytime you're confronted with a legal situation, it can be overwhelming and and uh, frightening, really sometimes. And so Tony and I are here to answer your questions. and we're also practicing attorneys. and so you can reach out to us at uh, questions at legal questions at dot com. We have a website that is www.legalconnectionshow.com. com And we also have a live uh, voicemail two eight one. 529 and you can like us on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash legal connection show and so we are here we've been talking about juvenile law and today is going to be our third part series and the last one i believe on uh juvenile law but i want to talk to you a little bit about next week we're going to have a special guest and his name is Simon Sequera, and he is the president of Restore Affordable Water. Uh, Restore Affordable Water is a registered 501c4. It's an advocacy organization, and it's a group of Montgomery County residents, business owners, and community leaders who are now demanding truth, transparency, and accountability from the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation District. You can read more about RAW before our show next time. But you can read more about Raw at www.RestoreAffordableWater.com forward slash. But, you know, as some of you may know, water is the new gold, some people say. And so we want to help you in the community and answer your legal questions and also address your legal concerns. And so we feel like part of that is having Mr. Sequera on our show next week. And we'll look forward to hearing from him and what Raw or Restore Affordable Water, is all about. So uh, we will be right back after the break, and we're going to talk about juvenile law, and it's our third part in a three-part series. We'll be right back.
1: Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5,
0: 106.1. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com Conroe Culture. back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. We are here today talking about juvenile law, children in the law, your child in the law. And uh, so, Tony, what are we going to talk about first?
1: We're going to talk about children and marriage. I get so many listener questions about this, Uh, oddly, from kids. Hmm. Kids want to get married. Um, We're also going to talk about what happens. We're going to finish up our segment on uh, when your child breaks the law, what happens. And then, uh, if it's a more severe crime, uh, your child and what happens in juvenile court, because I think that's, uh, it might be a wake up call to some kids that, you know, the capital sins are kind of enticing them. The capital sins being all those things that, uh, that sort of trigger or tempt you to commit worse sins and crimes. And they would be, you know, gluttony and sloth and greed and envy and, you know, all those, those, the seven deadly sins are the capital sins. So, um And we all have them. And if the devil tempts you, and are your kid, and we're talking to you kids if you're listening, um, then uh, this is where it's it's all is not lost. These are some of the things you need to know now. uh, So, children and uh, marriage—just a big topic, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, if there's anything in the world that a child does not need, it is to be married.
0: I agree with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A happy marriage is one of life's greatest pleasures, but even for adults, it's. Not an easy thing to achieve unless you're really mature. Maturity is a necessary ingredient for children. Our marriage can be disastrous, and we know that. Right. And it's really hard to grow up with another person while you're still children, and it it can be done. I think Loretta Lynn may have done it. Well, not successfully, did she? I think she... I don't. I've not. I've read her autobiography. I think I watched The Coal Miner's Daughter. Me too. I'm
0: <laughs> proud to be a coal. We all know
1: some teenagers that have gotten married young, and some have lasted, but most have not. But that being said, um, if, it, if it happens, it happens. Okay. So, uh, just to, like a little, just a little side note: is it often interrupts our ends a child's education, resulting in a lifelong limitation of job opportunities?
0: That is absolutely true. I'm, I really like what you said about how it's hard to grow up. It's hard enough to grow up, much less grow up with another person. But then to limit your entire life by limiting your uh, You need to grow. You need to develop. Right? You
1: need to, to to spread your wings yourself. And And then just to complicate issues, these young couples are having children when they're only children themselves. And, right. you know, it's been so glorified on TV, you know, 15 and pregnant and all that. And it just—I remember 15, and I also remember when I got married at 25— and started having having kids at 27. That was still too young for me. Right. I still wasn't. I still had not sowed. I don't want to say sowed my wild oats because I'm just not that wild of a person. Right. But there were still so many things that I'd not accomplished, and I really needed to focus on me to to even be where I am today. And I could not have done that if I had been so much younger. You just it's just really hard. So it was so parents, if you can, you know, keep an eye on your kids. Don't let them be getting out at night. Don't you know just. Give them all the love you can right. to be there for them. But if, if that doesn't work out, <laughs> mm-hmm. one of the big questions I always get is, how old must a person be in Texas to get married? And we talked about this a little bit on the last show, but I'm going to see if Ethan was paying attention. Ethan, what do, you, do you remember the age? No. Okay. (laughs) You were not paid attention last week. Okay. Um, I think you're probably over 18, so you're probably out of the the gray area. But he or she must be 18 years old. And if a child is at least 14, but not yet 18, that person may marry with the written consent of a parent, a court-appointed managing conservator, or a legal guardian. A person of any age under 18 may marry if a judge after a hearing, consents to the marriage. Mm-hmm. So really 18 is, the,
0: is the, the target age, but as young as 14. Well, you know, what I have also learned is that judges will very rarely grant permission for a juvenile to marry if they're under 16. Oh, 16 to 18, mm-hmm. it's, it's fairly common that the judge will go ahead and grant permission. But mm-hmm. And it used to be 14 to 16. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the same situation, but mm-hmm. not anymore.
1: If you think back, I mean, just from a biblical biblical Mm -hmm. standpoint, I mean, Mary was 13 when the Holy Spirit, you know, she conceived through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, because those, but those are on the old days. Those are really old days, days. like 2,000 years ago. Uh Um, I had represented many, many clients who uh, got charged with uh, aggravated sexual assault because they were 19 and they were having sex with their 15-year-old girlfriends. Why aggravated then? Um, just... Because they're under uh, they're under seventeen. Oh. and there's more than a three year difference. If there's oh. a, if it's less than three years, then that's your defense. Mm-hmm. But that age difference between fifteen and nineteen mm-hmm. is significant because fifteen year old girls are being little alitas, many of mm-hmm. them, and the nineteen year old boys are thinking they're still thinking they're fifteen. And they're not thinking anything right. of it. I'm right. a teenager. It's not weird. So we are the same age. Many get in trouble, and the prosecutors have no problem bringing mm-hmm. charges. And then they're they are charged if you're 19 as an adult because you're over 18, over right. 17 in, right. in Texas. But um, just be really careful, teenagers. And this is a really, really serious thing. And I know we may have talked about this on some other shows, but on the internet is so prevalent that um, girls are advertising out there. They want to date. They think it's kind of fun. They want shoes from the mall, whatever it may be. They want to they see who they can meet. And they go out there and they advertise that they're 18 and they're not even supposed to be on these websites unless they're 18. Right. And they're looking cute and hot. And
0: 24.
1: And and they're looking
0: 22. And they're saying they are.
1: That's right. And these guys that are up to 24 Mm -hmm. are saying, let's go out. And guess what? Dad's waiting at the door when girl's trying to crawl through her bedroom window and meet, you know, Prince Charming that she thinks she knows and it's really just some predator. Or it could just be a 19-year-old kid that doesn't know that this girl's really 13. So parents. Um, and 13, 14, anybody that might be listening at that age, do not do that. Do not yeah. dupe the older guy. Yeah. And parents, keep a very, very close watch on your kids and their internet use because I have represented a number of 19, 20, and 20 year old, 21 year old guys that simply had no idea that these little Lolitas were were advertising that they were 18 and they weren't. Gosh. They looked, they they the things that these girls were posting were were disgusting. I mean, they were like, most of them were half-dressed, if dressed, mm-hmm. and all kind of uh, foul language and stuff. Mm-hmm. Trying to lure these guys in, and it was working. And, wow, um, that's terrible. yeah, it was really, really bad. Uh, and it's not a defense. The prosecutors don't care. They're like, you should have known. Right. And it's just crazy. These girls do not look like they're as young as they are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, next question that we had is, what is required to obtain a marriage license if a child is under 18 but over 14
0: and his parents consent to the marriage? What do you think? What is required mm-hmm. of the parents' consent? Gosh, I don't know, birth certificate? Um.
1: A close, pretty close. There's actually a form in the county clerk's office that uh, they, they provide a form which the parent managing conservator or guardian of the child must sign before a county clerk of the state of Texas, they have to actually be there with their child and sign
0: it. Okay, and they're going to be asking for IDs. So and that it's kind of parental thing. signature. Yes. if they consent, then what's required is their signature. They have to show up with form. the child, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, the
1: next question is, what if the parent lives in another state and can't come to Texas to sign such a consent if the person is before the county clerk? Well, I'm going to answer that one because I really didn't know what the answer was. I haven't had that situation come up before. The parent may sign and swear to the consent form before a person authorized. To issue a marriage license in that state, hmm. so they, they have to go to that county clerk or the mm-hmm. parish clerk or whatever in that particular state. Now, if a parent is ill or incapacitated, making an appearance before the county clerk is impossible. What then? Well, the parent, the parental consent form may be signed before a notary public, uh, accompanied by a sworn affidavit of a doctor stating that the person is unable to appear. So they make it they make it kind of difficult. It's, you can't just walk up there and, hmm. and you know pretend. They're really looking at some IDs and stuff and. Don't be showing false IDs or having somebody show up like that because that's a, that's fraud through the government. That's a felony. If you, you say that you're, you know, that's a false ID. That's a, a, a state offense. That's not just. So listen to that. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty serious. Um, now, a lot of people are just going to live together, or whatever, but don't be trying that either because if you're um, under 18 and you want to run away from your parents and I've had this situation too. 16 17 year olds think they know everything you mm-hmm. know it's like you know get a job get get some money get a job move out you know if you think you know everything and and many times there's a there's parental issues at the house that are that are severe and they need to they feel like they need to leave for protection no that's, that's what not C- what you're talking that's about. what cps is for that's right. what uh, you know catholic charities is for that's what that you can reach out but but don't be running away that's the last thing that people need to be doing there, you can reach out to somebody that that you trust a teacher or what have you, but but if you think you need to leave, the, the the last thing you need to be doing is leaving with somebody that's older that you think is going to take care of you, or because you think it's fun. It's not fun. You need to 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 be mature enough to take the responsible course of action and not just leave because you're mad because your parents said no. I see that quite a bit, and it's it's disturbing that parents really just they they it's out of their control of their hands, and a lot of prayer is involved. But you know when you've got some hard-headed kids that want to leave or if you've got parents that maybe are exerting maybe too much discipline or in a way that um, that may not be the right way uh, you know it's just a difficult situation so kids reach out to the right people parents you know there's a fine line between abusive discipline and uh, discipline that you need that is is
0: just the right amount and and so the right people for those kids to reach out to would be you said Catholic charities, or
1: they're teachers at school. Teachers, a trusted individuals. Yeah, a trusted individuals. even a trusted neighbor. But we're not talking about like um, that crazy movie where the neighbor was crazy. What was that movie? Uh, was it Suburbia or with a uh, Disturbia? Disturbia.
0: Oh, what a creepy neighbor. Yeah, with the that's with, a good movie with, with the crazy Shia guy LaBeouf, with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, and no. with
1: the, the the dad actor that really turned out being a you know a pedophile. I forgot, <laughs> Kevin Stacy I think, or at least he was accused
0: was Kevin Stacy in Disturbia? Well, it was Kevin he, Spacey, but he wasn't in Disturbia.
1: He was in another movie that was very similar and it oh, was Oh, really? Yeah, and he played a bad dad that was having, you know, a situation with a, a younger neighbor. Oh. And um and then in real life he got charged and you yeah. as a defense attorney, if mm-hmm. somebody's charged, it doesn't necessarily mean they're guilty. Right, exactly. But it seems like he may have admitted it. He did. That's <laughs> uh, really scary.
0: Yeah. Uh, he was Hollywood.
1: Uh, Harvey
0: Weinstein. Well, I don't I don't think I don't remember him admitting to pedophilia or anything, but he did admit that he was a um a homosexual man oh, living right. as a straight man. Yes. I remember him saying that. Yeah. Well so That's different than this perversion. There's a taint. That we're talking about, right.
1: That makes me think of the old days of Roman Polanski and how they're still, they're lauding them now. I know. that was kind of misbehavior, like in a real way, Uh in a really big way. Uh Okay, so, um, is there any period of time after which a signed consent form is no longer valid? The answer is yes. It must be signed on the day of the application of the marriage license or within 30 days immediately preceding it. So this has to be a pretty serious thing. and has to be done... Just like a marriage license, so really. it's a thirty day, it's yeah, a thirty day signature. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't last forever. You can't just get it and then kind of sit on it. You have to kind of be serious about it. Okay. Um, now, if a child is under eighteen and his parents won't consent to the marriage, this happens a lot. Is it possible for him to legally marry? After our discussion, what do you think?
0: I think yes. If he gets the consent of a judge, he could he could convince somebody. I mean, maybe he got someone pregnant or... Under 18.
1: I mean, 18 is pretty old. I mean, really, in the big scheme of things, mm-hmm. by the time people are 17, they can be charged legally with a felony. I know, Tony. They can go to war. They right. can. There's so many things. Um, of course, they can't drink anymore, but 18 is... Well, stuff. when we were young, they could at 18. Um, that kind of reminds me. It has nothing to do with it, but a girl that I used to, um, that I went to high school with, really good friend of mine. Well, okay, let me take that back. I wanted to be friends with her because I was a wannabe popular wannabe. <laughs> Even if she was younger than me, she ended up becoming Miss Texas. Um, uh-huh. But when she tried out for the um, the Derek Dolls, she was still in high school and she was a, definitely a minor without question. And she wasn't old enough to try out. And I've known some Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Did the exact same thing. And um, did they lie? Did she
0: lie about? No, the no,
1: they tell the truth, but they uh, let they have to be eighteen by the time the season starts, oh, and they don't okay. need permits. And so anything. was she. She was. Okay,
0: good. Was, for the other thing was, she was
1: the head cheerleader in high school, and then she made the Derek direct- Talk.
0: Oh, so, kids, like- kids do funny things. Well, we'll be right back after the break. We are Tony Lynn Collins and Cheryl Ellsworth Jahani, and we are talking about juvenile law. We'll be right back.
1: Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio.
0: Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. And today, Tony and I are talking about juvenile law. Um, I just want to tell you, though, I want to remind you that you can listen to us every Tuesday from 12 to 1 on 104.5 or 106.1 on your Conroe FM dial, or you can log in to irlonestar.com and you can listen live, or you can download our podcast on Google Play or iTunes available the following day wednesday at 8 a.m and you can listen to us anytime you want so we are talking about juvenile law we've been talking about children in marriage and uh, i think this time we want to talk about this segment we want to talk about what happens when your child breaks the law um tony are you ready to talk about what happens when kids All, break the law almost two things that reminded me. Um,
1: my husband listens to our podcast in Hi, the Jim. operating room. Hi, Jim.
0: <laughs> Hi, How Jim. are you? Hope and you my are. husband, Sam, too. What, what were you going to say <laughs> yes. to Jim? Yes. Hi, Jim.
1: Hi, honey. I love you. And um, he, I, but he Be does Be careful. He, they they listen to um, they turn on the internet to IR Lone Star right, and they listen to us live. Uh-huh. And he lets me know when I get home uh, if I said if I've laughed hysterically about you breaking your
0: rib. <laughs> or well, <laughs> you know what Sam does is he downloaded the app. On his phone. Oh. And so, because he has the... And my sister, Cammie, in Colorado listens. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. And I don't know if she's got the... Three appetite. listeners. She, I think, right. <laughs> but he listens every day, too. So, he's okay. still...
1: I want to finish up a couple more things about marriage before we we go on to the other one, just because um, this is just such a hot topic on some of our our listener questions. Um, yes. To, to answer... To, you were correct in your answer, just to make sure I grade your, your, your test here. Um, I forgot the question. A person... Um, what does a person do if they're eighteen and uh, they don't ha- they don't have anybody to consent for them to be married? Um, they can file a petition in district court. They actually file a petition wow. um, in district court, asking the judge to give them permission to marry. If the judge consents, parental consent isn't necessary. A parent, t- a mar- a parent managing servant or guardian must be notified of the suit, though, so they can still step in. Now, um, how does the judge decide whether to permit a child to marry? by determining what's in the best interest of the child. Now, is the law any different for boys and girls regarding marriage? Not at all. That would be against the U.S. and the state constitution. Mm-hmm. Um, if a child between 14 and 17 marries without the legal required consent, what can be done? The marriage can be annulled. Mm-hmm. Parents can come in and actually annul that marriage. Um, and how is a how marriage annulled? It's by filing a petition asking the judge to declare the marriage void. And the judge will usually grant it, if the kids ran off and got married um, without, their, uh, without parental per- permission.
0: Well, that's important to remember.
1: Yeah, the parents can come back along and they can correct it. So, it's so, mm-hmm. so you know, take a, a, a deep a, a sigh of relief for parents who've got crazy teenagers that run off like, was it Jack and Diane? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Jack, Jack and Diane's Dianne. parents could have changed
1: that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, who has the right to file a petition? A parent, a marriage, and legal guardian. Uh, The child can also file it by having an adult act on his behalf if, like Britney Spears, they change their mind, Mm -hmm. which I believe is what happened when she filed for her annulment from her marriage in Las Vegas. Um, Even being rich does not shield you from the law. Um, Let's see. Is there any time limit for filing a petition to declare the marriage void? Yes. If a child is under the age of 14, um, if the child under the age of 14 is the person seeking to have his marriage annulled, the the petition can't be filed later than 90 days after the child's 14th birthday. Um, if it isn't filed by then, it can never be filed by the child. All right? Mm-hmm. The child can do it. That's just really bizarre. Mm-hmm. I'm going to re- read that again because that's bizarre. This is talking about a child having to know law under 14. Mm-hmm. Um, if the child under the age of 14 is the person seeking to have his marriage annulled, the petition can't be filed later than 90 days after the child's 14th birthday.
0: So, so in other words, uh, adults or the court has to step in. The kid can't do it anymore. Right, right. Only the, and, and this
1: this is this sounds like country to mm-hmm. me, but well, I guess it could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, blood brothers or something. I don't know. I, I, I just that seemed just seems so young. I can't even fathom it. No kidding. Um, if one per if one parent knew of the marriage, but did nothing to have it annulled, can the other parent who learned of the marriage later file to have it annulled? What do you think? I think they could. Yes, they can. as so long as it's within 90 days of the date, the other parent learned of the marriage. Okay. So there's a little, you know, you can play with the, the time frame there a little bit. You know, you can say you didn't know or whatever. I mean, that'd be kind of a lie. But but the, the bottom line is if if you've got a divorce situation and one parent knew and consented to it, mm-hmm. and then let's say the mother or father found out and they weren't in agreement with it, mm-hmm. then that other parent could come forward and file a petition. To stop it. Mm-hmm. All right. Which would be, that's a good thing. Parents working, to not necessarily working together, but another parent come to the rescue. Uh, can a child's parent managing conservative or legal garden ever file to annul the marriage of a child who was under age at the time of the marriage, but has since turned 18? I would say no. That's true. They cannot. Once the child turns 18, mm-hmm. the marriage becomes real. Because they ratify it basically well, they, as an adult. That is exactly right. They've ratified the contract, like in any contract. Mm-hmm. Once the child turns 18 and if they've they've not done anything about it, then they've, they've waived their ability to to cancel it. Um, is there a right to a jury trial and a suit to annul the marriage of a child who was underage and married without consent? What do you think?
0: Well, Texas is different about jury trials, but I'm going to say no, because I don't think there's That's exactly be. right. There has okay. to be a fact issue to a
1: jury, and that's not a fact issue. As a matter of law, a judge can decide that. Okay. Um, if no one files a suit to annul the underage marriage of a child who married without legal consent, is the marriage a legal one?
0: If no one files to annul mm-hmm. and the child was underage, you mean under the age of 14? Let me see. I'll read it again. If no one files a suit to annul the underage marriage of a child who
1: married without legal consent, is the marriage a legal one? I think not. Yeah. It is. Because eventually they'd, they'd age out and they turn 18. Okay. It's a valid marriage until or unless a judge rules otherwise. So, if there is this bad marriage that happened under age, and no one does anything legally to to change it, then with time it becomes real, even if they're not living together. So, you should act on these things. Just don't let it sit and do nothing. Um, can a child seek to have his marriage annulled for any reason other than age?
0: For, uh,
1: yeah. Yes. Yes, he may use the same grounds for annulment that are available to other adults, and there are seven reasons: incapacity, capacity. I think if you were duped into it. Mm-hmm. Um, fraud. Believe it or uh, fraud is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, infi- uh, the inability to produce children.
0: Right. That's one. That's a big one. And mm-hmm. I did not know that. Impotency. <laughs> yeah,
1: impotency. Which is... I didn't know that. But if you were wanting to have children and then you found out that your uh, spouse could, could not, that's mm-hmm. the reason for annulment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a big one is when guys have had, you know, the, they're fixed. So. <laughs> yeah, vasectomies. Yeah, uh, and they don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> the guys, and they don't tell the wife. And the wife wants to have kids. That is the, you know, that's the reason for a element. Well,
0: right, which, but the old school term was impotency, which I think
1: you know matters.
0: Oh, another. This is an. That's interesting an old thing. school vasectomy impotency.
1: What? Uh, <laughs> I was reading about Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh yeah. Did you know that she married Frank Gifford when he was 40, 46 and she was twenty three.
0: You know, I knew there was a big age difference, but I didn't realize She that had her first that.
1: child when she was 37 and her second at 40, but he was 63 and 66.
0: Wow. is that crazy? That is crazy. I was listening
1: to her on, uh, she wrote a book about um, Christianity and she's very, very religious. Very, oh, is very, very good book. I didn't know And that. she said that when she found Frank Dever died two years ago, when she found him, that he had a smile on his face, and she said she knew he saw Jesus. I just thought that was so funny.
0: That is so sweet. Yeah, it is so sweet. Are you sure it wasn't from all the cosmetic surgery? I think had? it probably was, but we'd like to, <laughs> Kathy to to believe whatever she believes, but, in. and she's probably right. She's probably right. being facetious. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we are gonna we are here today, Tony Lynn Collins and Cheryl Ellsworth jahani and we are talking about juvenile law, and we are about to go to break, but we want you to know that you can send us your questions, questions at legalconnectionshow.com. We may even read them on the air and you can reach out to us at uh, questions at legalconnectionshow.com. We're here to serve you. We want to help you. If you've got any juvenile law situations or any situation, we as attorneys want to be available to you to help you with all of your legal needs. So we will be right back after the break. This is Rick TRC, every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7. I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears, on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. Cheryl Ellsworth-Jahani, and Tony Lynn Collins, and we are here with the Legal Connection Radio Show, uh, answering your legal questions. We're two Montgomery County attorneys, but I want to tell you before we finish up this section on children and marriage, next week we're going to have a a guest. His name is Simon Sequeria, and he is the president of Restore Affordable Water, which is is a community organization. It's made up of people in the community, residents, business owners, community leaders, who are now demanding truth and transparency and accountability. I'm very excited about this
1: segment because... M- me too. The water, affordable water. No one, ha- no one has any idea how much that affects you. Yes. And he's going to answer a lot of questions for us and give us some insight. I can't wait.
0: I am so excited about that. So that is going to be next week on the 17th of April. And Simon is going to be here from about 1230 to 1 with us. So we are here today now we're talking about children in marriage. So Tony, let's wrap that children in marriage up. So okay, I would try. This is just everybody all, all my the juveniles that I do my my
1: bible study with are like, "Hey, can you answer this question for me?" I'm like, "Don't even think about it." Right. "Settle <laughs> down,
0: kid. Read your bible." Exactly.
1: <laughs> Didn't you hear about I don't know, whatever I said, I try to re- redirect their mindset. Um, and right. so um if a child's parent has been paying child support and the underage child gets married,
0: must the parent continue paying child support? If the underage child is married, I believe that absolves the parent paying child support from paying child support. That is exactly right. They're it, emancipated. It is
1: in almost, because now their spouse pays, is, right. is supporting them. And that's in almost every divorce decree. So that's a sort of a given. So re, that, that's not a reason to marry your kids off people paying child right. support. Don't get any ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because um, you may end up supporting two children. That's the two right. got married. Mm-hmm. Um, does being married change the age at which a child may vote?
0: Well, if they're emancipated, um, considered an adult, I would think that it does. No.
1: Really? You can be married and you still can't vote. Well, Crazy. That's terrible. Yes. Um, <laughs> does
0: being married change the age at which a child may legally operate an automobile? Well, since the, f- the one about voting was no, I'm going to say no. That is absolutely right.
1: It's not going to change anything. You still have to go through the exact same requirements through the DPS that you would otherwise. Okay. Um, does being married change a child's capacity to enter into a legal contract? No. It does. What? Yes. Just kind of bear in mind, these are all sort of yes and no, but they're listed here to trip us up. Yes. Children who have never married don't have the legal capacity to sign a contract until they are 18. A child of any age who marries acquires more than a spouse. He also acquires the legal capacity to enter a contract, and he can't use his age as a basis for avoiding that contract. Oh, I see. So that's they're just trying insane. to get him. Well, they're you trying can't to get him vote. the other way. Yeah, you can't vote, right. but you can. You're bound to a contract.
0: Well, don't you think that's because children that get married oftentimes they own or they could be party to contracts for uh, property and things like that, and they don't want them to back out saying. That it's invalid because they were... It makes no sense that they can't vote. If
1: they're old enough to be going to war and to, you know, be doing whatever they're doing while they're married, assuming that's what they're doing. (laughs) Right. uh, Maybe that may have been the reason for it, other than just companionship at that age. um, Then I would think that they could also vote. and I would, too. I agree with that. That's kind of crazy. Kind of arbitrary. Um, uh, Do a married child's property rights with respect to marriage differ in any way from the property rights of a married adult? Mm, gosh, I would say no. Nope. Mm-mm, just the same. You have, once you're married, because you can enter a contract, mm-hmm. property rights are going to be the same. If an underage child is married and then the marriage is annulled, is the law regarding him the same as though he had never been married?
0: No. It is. No. You yes. can't back up. I'm sorry. Yes. It's Because really? an annulment means it
1: never happened. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, and I know some of actual adults who after like third marriage have gotten annulments. That's a Catholic thing, though. I don't really No, no, no. We're not talking it. about that. A marriage in the Catholic Church, an annulment in a Catholic Church is very different from a legal annulment. You can get an annulment legally, and the Catholic Church is not recognizing that annulment. You have to go through the Pope for that. Really? you got to go up to the higher authority. you know, Pope has a hotline. Right. I mean, he's That's right there. He's true. like, you he know, right. know, Was it Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne. And who's mm-hmm. it, the, the butler? Uh, Alfred. Yeah, he's like Alfred. Mm-hmm. With <laughs> a red Alfred. phone. <laughs> Going back to Pope Brad Pitt or Pope, (laughs) whatever name we would take. Okay, Not that a girl can ever be a pope. Um, Now, uh, two more questions. Um, If an underage child marries and then gets a divorce before he's 18 years old, is the law regarding him the same as though he had never been married?
0: Now, you asked me that already, and I answered it wrong. So I would say the right answer is that the law is... He goes back in time. It's as though he had never been married. No. Because, what? That's bad not the same girl. question. Bad, bad. No. Annulment means it never happened.
1: Divorce means it did, but it didn't work out.
0: Oh, right,
1: right, right. Okay, okay. so it, he, yes. he, he's still emancipated. You get married and then divorced, you're emancipated and you have legal capacity at that but time. But with
0: annulment, you go back into nothing. To you go back you to a, a child, a, a child uh, okay. which is
1: insane because this, the history behind what's happened hasn't changed just the legality of it. Right. Changed.
0: It's not intuitive, is yeah. it? Not at all. Okay, um, one more question. All right, fine.
1: Maybe I'll squeeze in two. Once a child of whatever age gets married with legal consent, if the child's marriage ends through death or divorce, does the child require the same legal consent to remarry? No. Yes, good answer. If the child was ever legally married, the child may remarry without anyone's legal consent. Not the annulment, but, you know, or death, I guess. Death or divorce. Okay, last question. If a child under 17 who is legally married commits a crime, is he tried, and this one's for Ethan, is he tried in juvenile or adult court? If they're married? If a child under 17 who is legally married commits a crime, like Bonnie and Clyde, Mm -hmm. is he, it says he, but it could be he or she, tried in juvenile or adult court? What do you think? I would say adult court just because the, uh, I mean, the laws of, being married or whatever, you would think that they would have legal capacity. No, The juvenile See, marriage law is crazy. He will be tried in juvenile court just as any other child. Hmm. Let me read that again. If a child under seventeen who is legally married commits a crime, is he tried in juvenile adult court? You would think because he's he can make a contract and he can do other things legally that he would be in regular court. Nope. That age is is the bright red line he has tried in juvenile court.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that. Crazy. So so that is sort of a segue into the next section yes. that we're going to be talking about juvenile court. Yes, the child in juvenile court. Right. Okay,
1: so first question from our listeners. What are the choices a prosecutor has when filing a case against a child in juvenile court? And this, this means um, we're talking any crime. We're going all the way from from murder to shoplifting, because a crime is a crime. So what do you think? What, what's, what's that answer?
0: Uh, the choices that they have, well, to try them as a juvenile or as an adult, depending on the crime they committed. Yeah, that's that's the, that's correct. And the, I
1: guess the textbook answer is, depending upon the kind of case and the age of the child, a prosecutor can file a petition requesting certification for trial as an adult, which they can never do in Texas under the age of, it was either 10 or 12, but if they're really young, they can't even do it. I think it's 10. So you can't be setting your 10-year-old up to go rob a bank because, oh, you could. Yeah. 10 and under, you could do it. If wow. they could pull it off, that's pretty bad, but they'd never be certified as an adult. Um, which I've, gypsies do that. I've read, I've watched watching TV about it, which, you know, I don't know if there's even any gypsies around, but I guess there no, are. We ha- there. No, we have them. <laughs> okay. Um, which I'm not, I have to look that up, but I'm not sure what a gypsy is. It's, it's not one nation or one uh, group of people. It's just a type of individual and in their, I guess, the environment they
0: were brought up in? Well, I, you know, there. Are, I remember, you know, I'm from Dallas, Texas, and I remember uh, when my husband was practicing actually at Methodist downtown then, they had a patient one time that was a gypsy, and a horde of people came and camped out on the front lawn and took chairs from the hospital, broke them up and started a big fire and caught a deer and and killed it and cooked it. No, what, it was, what was the
1: family doing outside the hospital? It, were they
0: protesting or was it, living? No, they were living. It <sighs> was it was a group of real gypsies, oh real gypsies that just came from somewhere. And, you know, shares gypsies, tramps, and thieves. It's not what we're talking about. I <laughs> hear it from the people of the town, yeah. right? I mean, and was, so what did the town do? Did the town, town come arrest them? What happened? It was, uh, it, well, it was Dallas, Texas, and I think they got chased off, but it was a very large group of people, and they just, yeah, it's funny, Tony. We don't know about stuff that we're yeah. not exposed yeah. to. Yeah.
1: Anyway, the second thing is a determinate sentence in juvenile court, and I do recall this um, when I was practicing juvenile law. Um, uh, the, the determinate sentence means that they uh, and they will go. We'll get a little bit more into it, maybe in segment four if we don't get through all those. Because it's really important. Um, it's a sentence where there's a certain period of time that the the child is going to be um, going to be like uh, certain things need to happen. They may be in a youth camp. They may be on probation. But there's a certain amount of time that they're going to be watched by the court.
0: And that's called a determinate sentence? A determinate sentence,
1: yes. It's, a diff, it's just a, a term of art in juvenile court. Or they can be trial before the juvenile court with no determinate sentence. And I've actually gone to trial in juvenile court. And it's pretty much the same, even with the jury, as it is in, in um, regular, uh, regular district court or county court, except the, the sentencing is different. And, um, it, you know, what the what the range of sentencing is is very different in juvenile court. And that kind of went toward, um, you know, what type of cases are going to be uh, of the type that, that you consider certifying a, a child as an adult in juvenile court. I mean, they have to be pretty heinous. Right. Uh, that you would even consider that, that maybe they, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that get, go into consideration. And we were talking on the break about Slenderman and you didn't know about it but no, but uh, Ethan what do you recall about Slenderman since you knew this case not personally but you'd heard about it uh what do you mean about the character The person, yeah what, what did what what did you know about Slenderman um before you or did you even know about it before this case occurred oh yeah I knew about Slenderman a long time ago it was um, a thing that was posted on this website called Creepypasta where they post scary stories and everything and uh ended up blowing up into a internet thing and people made games about it Mm -hmm. but then some And he was just
0: this skinny ghoulish
1: yeah he has no face he was phony a phony figure no face he has no face and he has tentacles and he's very very tall and slender and he takes kids and the scary thing is is that these 12 year old girls uh, were on the internet and into it and um decided they needed to make a sacrifice of their their best friend Tony. And she didn't know it. They lured her into the woods and they stabbed her, but she had a will to live and she crawled out. She was found. She lived. And they, as I recall, this was in Ohio, I think, they were not certified as adults, although they tried to certify them as adults because it was so heinous.
0: Oh, terrible. Well, I think that we need to do another show on maybe part four juvenile court and also talk about these kids on life without parole and they're not Mm -hmm. even adults. Children in the
1: juvenile system and when they're certified and- the, the what happens because kids just aren't ready for, you know, they, right. they don't think straight.
0: Exactly. They're immature. They're not fully developed. But next week, we're going to have Simon Seguir on. He is the president of Restore Affordable Water. And I'm excited about that. And Tony and I want to remind you that you serve God. Yes. Uh, we serve
1: God by serving each other. That's what this show is about. If you have questions like we've answered today, Please ask us. We know how scary this is. We will help you. We'll answer your questions either confidentially offline. If you just, we, I think it's questions at legalconnectionshow.com.
0: Show.com. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Y'all have a great week.